Just like the Great Salt Lake, I'm salty AF, baby. If life is a circus, then this dancing bear is in the center ring. Hello! I'm Hunter Arden. And I'm Papa the Bear. And, and welcome, welcome to the Real House Bears. I will not discuss whether I did or did not fake a podcast memorial. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Well, I heard that podcast does coke in the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know why. I, ha- I-, I had to give, like... A little gave bit us of Beverly Hills. I, uh, but no, I gave them uh, New Jersey. Who said Coke in the bathroom in New Jersey? The analogy. Oh, oh Jackie. Jackie yes. said it. Yes. Oh, I was thinking about when Lisa Reno asked to read if people were doing Coke in the bathroom at her party. Oh, no, no, no. Because that was her analogy. Yes, well, I heard yes. Gia did Coke oh, in the bathroom. You know what? We learned that you can't do analogies on any housewives. No, ma'am. Never use analogies because no one in this group understands it. Clearly can't do it. And I know that either. that's not from this season, but, but I, no, just, no. I wanted to give a little bit of love because it was just too good. You don't owe anybody an explanation. <laughs> no, it was. That was completely my bad. I just, I was like, oh, let's go with some Beverly Hills. Not right, though. I hope people out there got it. Oh, no, they totally did. They totally, it makes perfect sense. I can tell it's going to be a long night. <laughs> but yeah, no analogies with Salt Lake City or New Jersey. For I bet you can't do an analogy in any city, really. I want to see the ladies try. No, you cannot do One it. lady from Well, listen, one. you can do an analogy, but don't expect that anyone's going to understand that it is an analogy. Truth. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's a low blow. Because that last season, that's uh, that's all it was about was analogy. And it, it, that subject even came up kind of like, kind, Again. not the subject of the Coke in the Bathroom analogy, but the issue with Jackie and Teresa came up in this episode. Yeah, I mean, th- you know, both Salt Lake City and New Jersey just about took, probably took three years off of my life this week. I'm exhausted. I really am exhausted. And you know what? After we said we were exhausted about it, I saw on the interwebs a lot of memes of people being exhausted. And it says after the last episode of Salt Lake City. I am so f***ing tired. Yeah. I mean, it's just too much almost. They have been. I mean, it's Memorial Mayhem. (laughs) That was great. But it really was because it it just was like these last what three episodes? Yes, there was stuff going on. We had like a good little break of like twelve hours, but that was only half of an episode and then half of another episode. So they keep splitting it up. But I'm exhausted. I, I can't go back. I can't go to Zion anymore. I can't go to Vale anymore. <laughs> right. Well, luckily they get back from Zion. But poor Lisa Barlow, they are getting their money's worth out of that hot mic moment. Thank you, Meredith. Is a piece of. That was, you know, like you hear like the shot heard around the world. That was the hot <laughs> mic heard around the world. And then plus, you know, again, we watch it all on the DVR. And so we saw the end of last week's episode with the hot mic moment. Then the recap of last week's episode with the hot mic moment. Then the start of this episode, which starts with the hot mic moment. And they do it again a little bit later on in the same episode. So it's like three times in a row. I am completely upset by this. <laughs> I mean, they just take that knife and turn it around Lisa's gut. Poor Lisa. Now, you know, on Watch What Happens Live, you know, suspicious Whitney, she's like, but was it a hot mic moment? I mean, she knew that she was mic'd. She was obvious. Listen, Lisa is controlled by her emotions, period. 
So she was so upset that she couldn't, she just saw red and she was, yeah. screaming. whether she thought she was mic'd or whether they're going to use it or not, it didn't cross her brain. No, she was just. She wanted that off. She just wanted that mic off, but she could not handle waiting. She was so angry. Mm-hmm. Holy. She was and, hurt. You, know, you could tell she was really hurt. And they're tired. You know, Club Zion was the night before. Zion's club really turned up. Oh, yeah. So they are hungover. They're exhausted. Sunburned. Whitney is sunburned. I they, can't handle They've it. been fighting, you know, since Vail. <laughs> so it's, in, it's intense. And then Mary goes to check on Meredith. <sighs> and Meredith clearly doesn't want to be around anybody. Listen, Whitney had it right earlier. Mary's a predator. <laughs> She's just like, let me in. Ben. You gonna let me in? No, I'm getting undressed. I'm finished. Yeah, just come in for a second. It's just me. No, I, I'm done. I want to check on you. I'm okay. Thank you. I have. Come on, let me check on you, please. Just let me check on you. No, I don't. Just let me check on you. Just open the door, just for a second. Just let me check you. You know who does that? Predators. That when they want in your house, they will do anything and everything to get into your room. I, okay, I'll take it. I I'm mean, take I it just, cause... I just thought, you know, Mary. <laughs> Meredith is Mary's only friend, and Mary doesn't feel comfortable not being around Meredith. Well, I yeah. Feel. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, but but it was it, uncomfortable, though. It was funny, though, because when she finally let her in, because Meredith is probably like, she, will, she won't stop. No, she won't. she won't. She'll start sliding dollar bills under the door to try to get her open up or something. <laughs> Um, but after that, she finally lets her in, and Mary's just like, Phew. oh, my God, thank you. Like, Meredith, like... Like, Meredith just brought her in from the cold and Timberwolves were chasing her or something. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. You know, if if I were Meredith and I was as incensed as Meredith is, I would thought I'd be like, Mary, I love you, girl, but I need to be alone. Just let me in for a second. I'll, I'll, I, I know you want to be alone. I just want to check on you. Mary, we ain't going to be friends after this if you don't leave me alone. <laughs> I'll send Jesus after you. Oh, no. <laughs> Listen, Mary has been sending Jesus all after people lately. I so. saw a meme, some other girl that was talking about it, uh, that was big in the Bravo world. She got sick, like, while doing a stand-up comedy or something, and everyone's like, watch out, don't talk about Heather's church, or Mary's church. If you have any shoes, just tell me. You know, I do have written my notes about 13 times in this episode. Why is Whitney still going on about this? I can't. Well, first of all, we've all learned from the first season, Whitney does not handle conversations well when she's trashed. <laughs> That's true. And we find out she was quite trashed. Yeah. As if you couldn't tell already. Oh my gosh. She is even more redder just because she's drunk. She's beat, beat red. I like when Meredith's like, you know that if I were responsible for get, getting Jen Shaw arrested, I'd like to see it. You know, why would you think that I was not going to be around if I actually wanted to see it happen, right? Truth be told, I'd want to be there to watch the arrest. Are you crazy? You think I would have missed it if I was the cause of it? Come on now. Well, Jenny goes to check on Lisa, and as soon as the door opens, Lisa goes in on Jenny for not having her back. You did not have my back out there. I was saying what everyone else wanted to say, and no one had my back. And Jenny's like, I did have your back, I did have your back. And then the flashback literally just shows Jenny going, what's wrong with Taco Bell? <laughs> That's <laughs> you all go, she Jenny. Did. That's you, Jenny, you defend Lisa. But you know what? I agree with Lisa during this whole rant where she's saying that people should have granted at the, where was it, the Vale, Colorado place, she spread all the rumors and then ran off and became best friends with Mary. Remember that? The, Jenny came best friends oh, with No, Lisa. Oh, Lisa, Lisa yeah. did. Um, 
So yeah, I agree with Lisa where she says she doesn't have, like nobody had her back during the scene, but she didn't have anybody's back during that Vail, Colorado scene where she told the, all the rumors about Mary's church and then ran up and like became best friends with Mary. Right. Oh, yeah. Like in the middle of the night when she's yeah in the middle of the night. Yeah, right. after the oh, fights okay. and stuff, she stopped there uh, and stuff. Okay. So she's kind of a hypocrite for saying this, but I do agree with her because I even said in the last episode, somebody should have. Somebody needs to chime in when Mary is bro- like belittling people. Everybody needs to jump in and say something to her. Right. Well, and you know, sadly, and we'll get back to that. They do it after Lisa leaves the table. <laughs> you know, but Lisa is so riled up that like she can't even control herself. She starts yelling about Jen Shaw, and I don't think that she realized that everyone had come inside and was like in the staircase outside of her room. I know. <laughs> I've been nothing but nice to you, Jen Shaw. And Jen Shaw's like, wait, where where do I fit in all of this? Uh-huh. And I love that the security guard is right there. Well, yeah. I mean, you Right know, there. I mean, they already got almost got in a fight on the bus. I, I mean, you have to have it there. You, you know, gotta you gotta have some protection. Thought, who would have thought I bet when people like Salt Lake City, how can they be interesting? Y'all, that Grr. security guard snuck into that bathroom with all those ladies <laughs> and was incognito. <laughs> so Jen and Heather, they're like, what is she yelling about? Let's go find out. So they go into Lisa's room. And again, Lisa's just furious. No one had my back. No one had my back. So Heather and everyone is like, Lisa, I want you to understand, like right after you left the table, everything that you were talking about, we were, we continued to talk about. We did have your back. and But Lisa can't hear anything. Lisa is screaming, pulling her hair out. No wire hangers! But I love an unhinged Lisa Barlow. Mm -mm. But then out of nowhere, Whitney comes in and she believes that she can fix all of this. I need to talk to Lisa. I do really... uh, Before we get into Whitney trying to steal Lisa away from the bathroom scene... I want an oil painting, like Renaissance style, of that scene where you could see the security guard over by the shower through the mirror, and it's got all the other ladies, and they're all trying to rip the instrument of terror, aka the hairdryer, out of Lisa's hand <laughs> before she hurts herself or anyone else. The instrument of terror. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like it's such a like everybody's like it just seems like a Renaissance painting. Like if that you freeze is it. So funny. Kind of off the subject, I reshared on our Facebook page um something that Shay um, you know, we mentioned him, uh, for on fleek. Mm-hmm. He made the, I don't, I think he made it. This awesome, uh, bad weather collage. That was what I was telling you about. It looks like a movie. Yeah. Like a, like a, yes. a horror movie. Or well, like Twister. I shared <laughs> it from him and I know that he oftentimes makes cool stuff like that. So I assumed he made it. So Shay, even if you didn't make it, I'm giving you credit. Hi Shay. Um, but Whitney comes in, she is drunk of course but she, she knows if you all would just let her have Lisa, she's going to be able to fix this. Lisa, how can I have your back? What can I do for you? But Lisa doesn't hear anything that anybody. But that's saying. what Lisa wants to hear. She wants to hear what what can I do to help you right now? Well, I think the problem is she wanted to hear it like a half hour ago. Well, that's true. That's that's, that's the real. Problem. Okay. But Lisa, at one point, she like makes this sentence that doesn't. She's not even coherent. Like she's not even making sense. She's so angry. Oh, and she is packing furiously. Guess what? I'm richer than all of you. I don't need to be here. Yeah. Those clothes well, are going to be so wrinkled. That's what you do. Well, meanwhile, I guess Mary has left Meredith's room, or she's in Meredith's room, and Meredith has gone to the restroom or something. And Mary's just talking to herself, by herself, about Heather. Heather Merrill judgmental self. She has the snobbiness of a true Mormon. She don't even know she's a vampire. 
derp, 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 over by the window. Let me just insult somebody randomly and call yeah. them inbred looking. God, she's a bitch. I mean, really, the only thing that Heather did was say, so Mary, why can't you like Jenny? That's it. Yeah, I didn't hear her. I don't, I was like, why is she attacking? And even later on, she's like, I don't want anything to do with you, Whitney, or your cousin. And I'm just like, why does she hate Heather so much? Jealous? <sighs> I don't know. She just hates her. But they finally get Lisa to calm down enough to tell her that they did have her back. And let me tell you what, Lisa might be furious right now, but her hair looks so good. Oh, God, yeah. Her hair looks so good. I told you, I want to see all of her sisters in a row because even her older sister, Gigi, has such beautiful hair, and they all have different hair colors, all five of them. That is an Herbal Essence commercial, and I want it done. (laughs) But the final straw for Lisa was when she said she didn't feel like anyone had her back, and Meredith was offended by Lisa saying that. I'm offended. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Are you so Jen comes in and she's like, y'all, I can't take this anymore. I have been going through too much lately. And Lisa is even understanding. She's like, yeah, Jen, you're going through a lot. But then Jen's like, y'all, I can't take anymore. But Meredith didn't have your, was it your friend? <laughs> Meredith didn't have your back. What about Mary and Meredith's friendship? <laughs> and then Heather points out that Jen Shaw really has kept her mouth shut about Meredith for a long time out of respect for Lisa and Meredith's friendship, just like people have been not talking about Mary out of her respect for, for her Meredith. friendship with Meredith. Yes. So it's a little bit crazy, And but Jen Shaw's like, listen, we're... <laughs> As opposed to what I said 30 seconds ago, we're either going to take this head on or we're going to just be out. And Jen's like, or Heather's like, let's handle it. And she's like, good, because I crimped my hair. Like, I didn't crimp my hair on Cinco de Mayo for nothing. <laughs> I didn't crimp my hair for nothing. <laughs> that is probably the best line of the show. That is amazing. Of the episode. Mary and Meredith are back together in the kitchen. <laughs> And Whitney joins them. And she is redder than ever. She's redder than that red dress yeah. she's wearing. Sunburnt and drunk. So Whitney's like, Meredith, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. She starts off, you know, being apologetic. And Mary's like, well, you were disrespectful. And then gives an analogy. Never gives analogies. <laughs> Which Whitney didn't even remember correctly, but she got the gist of it. <laughs> right. Well, Whitney, what if I didn't believe that your dad, you know, was an addict who had disappeared? Well, what she, if I believed you made all that up? Well, she said, actually, what if I believe you have been talking to your father and you haven't? Yeah. That he, yeah, you know, whatever. What, but that she, story. But she thought that she said addict later on. Anyways. Either way. What if I... Either what way. What if the story you were telling about your dad was not it, true? It was an analogy to see how hurt <laughs> Meredith was, but now Whitney's hurt. <laughs> <sighs> and Whitney's like, well, you know, everyone was talking about it, so I just thought I would come to you. See what a good friend I am? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Meredith responds with, well, a good friend would have just taken my word for it and told everyone that they were being repugnant and disgusting. <laughs> and no, I take back the best line of the night is when Whitney's like, well, maybe I should have hired a private investigator to find out. Did, did you want me to hire a private investigator to find out? Listen, if a, a stare could kill you or make your skull implode, Meredith is giving it right now. I and mean, I am terrified. It was bold for Whitney to say that. Well, she is trash. She probably doesn't even remember saying it. That was... <laughs> Bold. I did not like how she ran back to all of the girls and was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what I just did. And she's kind of like bragging about it. Um, And I'm like, that's very mean girl high school kind of stuff. Oh, I took it as she was like, 
holy crap, what did I just do? You guys, what did I just do? Well, she high-fived Jen. Uh, well, because Jen was proud of her for saying the private investigator thing. But Whitney was like, that was a great line, but maybe I shouldn't have said it. Yeah, I, just want, yeah. I, do, I honestly just want Whitney to go to bed because yeah. uh, she's not going to make the best decisions, decisions tonight. <laughs> and um, I, her skin hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> Recent burn victim. You know, the scene ends with Whitney kind of just turning her back to Meredith and walking around and going to the room. And, and, and Mary has no idea how to console Meredith. She has no idea. You know, even the next morning, she's like, let me see that pretty smile. <laughs> I'd be like, she's a predator. I want to kill you. Well, when, she, when Whitney, after talking with Meredith, she walks away and Mary's standing around the corner. She gives this weird up and down look and a smirk and then goes... She thought she was real funny. Actually, she was really funny there. It cracked me up, actually. To be, it was stupid, but it cracked me up. I think it's sexist. <laughs> well, it was, she started laughing even before she said it. I think, she, and she smiled big right after. Yeah, she, said it. she she was saying that to probably the male cameraman. Mm-hmm. That's probably exactly who she was. But that was really funny. Um, Jen Shaw, back where they've all reconvened, sits next to Jenny because I just want kind of want to watch the show. I need to get my popcorn because I, this is going to be good. <laughs> um, while Meredith is trying, you know, Meredith storms in. She wants to get to the bottom of all this. Lisa storms into the room to make sure that no one's speaking on her behalf. You know, <laughs> Lisa just really can't control herself. I do love that Jen says randomly, well, Jenny said that you hired a private investigator and you called the FBI. Jenny's like, what? No. <laughs> but Jen retracts it right away. Yeah, she's like, oh, never yeah. mind, never mind. My mouth can't wave, my mouth can't wave. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Chinshaw killing the mosquito. That was oddly just a great moment. I don't know what was so great about it. It just, just broke the tension We for needed a it. We needed it. <laughs> Whitney tries to explain, like, no one's refuting that your dad died. We just want to know why we're all getting different stories. That's it. You can clear this all up. But Meredith won't. It seems like a pretty simple question to answer. But the fact that they want her to clear this story up because they still think that she had something to do with Jen Shaw's arrest. It's just ridiculous. I, well, I see, I really don't even think it's all that much anymore. I think it really is. Give us a date. We'll be done. Yeah. But then when she does give a date, I, I kind of am blown away by the um, result. result. Yeah, that's the very, very end of this episode. Yeah. Well, Heather wants to know, well, where is Mary Cosby? Meredith is in here in a room full of women who are kind of against her. So where is Mary Cosby? And here goes Whitney. Yeah! Where is Mary Cosby? She <laughs> marches. I mean, she's marching. Mary Cosby, where are you? And screaming. And Mary sees her come in. Mary's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, 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 no. Don't bring that craziness over here. And I'm she needs with you. her. She needs you. She's like, well, she's peeing. Well, go- she still needs you. She go needs to you to go now. Bike. Where's Meredith? Go help her. And then Meredith comes around the corner. She needs you. And she points at Meredith. And Meredith's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> this is complete insanity. Whitney's like, so Mary, why don't you come in the room while we're all in there with Meredith to defend Meredith and take care of Meredith? Why don't you act like you care about anybody? And Mary's like, to be honest with you, I don't. Yeah. This was my last chance to come and be here and try to get to like you women. And I don't. Y'all girls are crazy. Yeah. You know, Mary, though, she hasn't really screamed. Anything really horrible that she said mostly has been by herself, other than what she said to Heather at the table. It's weird. So Heather enters and tells Meredith that 
You know, Meredith, I have given Mary a pass many a times out of respect for you, like Jen Shaw has done for Lisa. And Meredith's like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to bed. Yeah, <laughs> screw <laughs> this, y'all. <laughs> y'all can y'all can respect whoever you want. You can dumb it down however you want. I don't care. I'm going to bed. I don't care. I'll call the CIA, FBI tomorrow. I don't <laughs> right. care. I'll I'll get all y'all arrested. <laughs> and to be honest with you, she's right. Where where at this point, where was this any of this? Was any of this going to lead to resolution? And is anybody going to remember the result? I mean, really, the only resolution can be Meredith going. Listen, I had a memorial on Monday. I went to Vail on Tuesday. Yeah. That was the only resolve that there could have been. And uh, she hasn't been willing to give it. So the next morning, Jen Shaw looks like a ray of sunshine. Because <laughs> she, she's not a part of any of this. <laughs> she, got her, she got her fun buns in. Uh-huh. Everyone is hung. Uh, well, mostly Whitney. Hung but, over. but you know, Whitney looks great considering how hungover she is. She was, she's a whiz with the makeup and that um, Wild Rose Beauty moisturizer yes, under eye cream. Ma'am. But Whitney doesn't even really remember how the night ended. And Jen's like, oh, no, you were just asking the you tough questions. You were good. You just said everything that needed to be said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that's a, a great way to, yeah. to, like, graze over what happened. Yeah, she really didn't play that. <laughs> and here comes our new best friendship, Heather and Lisa. I told y'all. <laughs> I told y'all. I kind of have a feeling this isn't going to last, to be honest with you. <laughs> Especially by the time we get to the reunion. <laughs> I don't know. I think, he- I think Heather... Um, might fight for it more than Lisa would. I don't know. I, okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. You predicted that they would become friends. In the first well, I place. hope they do become friends. Um, and I think they'll be better friends off of camera rather than on camera. Well, I, uh, from what I understand, off of camera is what kept them from being friends over the past oh, few years. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know about now. Oh, yeah, I hope ever they were... si- Ever since Heather said, I see you. To Lisa, that I think that changed everything. I hope so. I hope so. Lisa looks beautiful in that cute little like brown top. Oh god! We I both commented about how great she looked there with the like little shoulder paddy thingies, yeah, but it she's... just looks so comfortable. Yeah, and cute. Mm-hmm. No one has seen Meredith since last night. Heather's afraid to see her. I would be too. <laughs> Me too. Um, I kind of thought Heather had a valid point when she's like, I think Meredith just didn't say the date because she didn't want to be wrong. She wouldn't be caught in a Well, Meredith said caught in a lie. But maybe it was just simply like, I don't know what I said. I could have said anything at the moment because I was upset and distracted. And I just, this is not the point to be caught saying something wrong. Yeah. Again, Heather framed it as in maybe she was lying. But I think maybe Meredith was like, listen. So Meredith said that? Wait, what? No, Heather said, I think Meredith didn't tell us the date because oh, she didn't oh, want to be caught, caught in a lie. lie. Okay. And I don't know if Meredith maybe thought, I don't want to be caught in a lie. But she might have thought, you know what? I could have said this and I could have said this. I but was, who cares? What I is was it going to solve? I was dealing with a dead dad. And yeah. right now is not the time for me to say something that's contrary, that's going to create even more And she had drama. already answered the girls' questions, and they still came back with yeah. them. So, yeah, I, I, poor Meredith. <laughs> Mary, Meredith, and Ginny are eating breakfast, and Mary is trying to cheer Meredith up. And this is the weirdest breakfast. She's... This is weirder than Mary, her husband, and her son eating breakfast together. <laughs> Have we seen that yet? I don't, I don't know, know. But this is so weird. It is very weird. It's like weird. It's so weird. And Mary is the one making it. Mary, look at that smile. Look at that smile. Look at that smile. Uh, Look at that smile. I would be like, Mary. (laughs) I know, shut the hell up. So uh, Mary's not riding in the Sprinter van. Meredith would not miss it for anything in the world. And this, I'm like, amen, Meredith. You go, girl. You're like, if they're going to talk about me behind my back, I'm not going to give them the opportunity. Yeah. Do it. 
Now, Heather and Lisa wrap up their conversation, talk about, you know, Mary's nastiness, but they have a sweet, you know, Lisa's like, thank you for talking to me, Heather. Thanks for this. Thanks for that. And they have a hug. It's really nice. And they all board this Sprinter van, except for Mary. Bye, Mary. Now, I don't know about you, but I am so glad to be back in Salt Lake City. To be honest with you, I don't know if I want to I don't want to go on vacation anymore. I don't know if these women are ever allowed to have a girls' trip again. No! You know what? This is the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Let's keep them in Salt Lake City. <laughs> exactly. I don't care if you get them a hotel room in North Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Just they, get the... ho- they get them a hotel like in Salt Lake City at the Little America. Yeah. Parks, <laughs> let them stay in Park City. There's some nice lodges in Park, Park City. Park City's awesome. Yeah. But don't please don't send them on a road trip ever again. Even but though, isn't Zion in Utah? Oh, that's true. But keep them local. Yeah, don't local. don't go to national uh, parks. Yeah, no, Park City's just around the corner. Yeah, Zion's. Just, that's the only park you guys get to go to from now. Let on. them have a place to run home to their husbands or loved ones if they need to. I guess sure, and, and just energize. I don't want to die in Zion. I was a little bit angry. That we didn't get any Sprinter van footage. Um, because all the ladies were there except for Mary. But what happened? Nobody wanted to talk about anything. I bet you they slept. I mean, I would have, I would have slept. I'm hungover. We've already, this has been like five days (laughs) of arguing. Yeah, I did see Heather and Meredith both, both post a picture of like Meredith passed out Mm -hmm. holding some candy. Yeah. So I bet you they just slept the whole way back. But I was like, oh no, here we go. Yeah, they're all good. Now what's going to happen on the van? I'm glad to be back in Salt Lake City, but I don't know if I'm glad to be back around Seth. <laughs> well, they're going to they're do some Reiki to cleanse their chakra, or to cleanse Meredith's chakra, at least. Align their chakras. Align chakras. We need to cleanse our chakras and get rid of all this bad energy, all this bad friendship vibes. Uh, Heather has a really sweet gathering for Ashley's college reveal, college choice reveal. Santa Barbara. Now, Billy, Heather's ex-husband, he um, clearly got the feedback from the first season, how mean everyone was about him on social media. So he's like, got his hair dyed, he's got a spray tan, he's dressing trendy. You better. You go, Billy. I mean, I go i i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't know if he was a great guy in the first i don't know oh, i, being no, a I just know in the first season people were just like talked about his physical appearance oh okay well i hope he gets some <laughs> catch you some Billy. <laughs> jen is meeting with her attorney you know at this point they say it's possible that stewart could change his plea and possibly testify against jen oh there's been so much stuff going on i don't even want to go over the jen shaw stuff yeah well I we can't. know that stewart has already changed his plea we don't know necessarily that he's going to testify against her but chances are there's stuff yeah we'll see only time will tell the barlows are having dinner on the raclette you know lisa got to cook her first time in Vail and she got addicted to the but I love raclettes are awesome you're the one that introduced me to yes, raclette I was like what is this y'all a raclette really is the most fun dining experience with a small group of people well the thing of it is is you have to like watch your food and you have to like plan out your meal basically so you're not on your phone the whole time you're just sitting there yeah. talking with everybody yeah you're talking you're cooking at the same and you're just and you're making little concoctions yeah and you're kind of cooking a garlic bite. butter and yeah you're kind of cooking a bite at a time toasting some bread underneath yeah. oh yeah raclettes are awesome i need we need to get a raclette <laughs> we, i used to have a raclette i don't have one. <laughs> I, I do love that lisa's like i'm like the best chef in the world now watch out top chef 
And what made me crack up is when she was like, I think I want to learn how to try to make eggs. <laughs> I know. Oh, Lisa. <laughs> I wonder if she knows how many different ways you could make an egg. I wonder what she's going to start off with first. I would I would probably suggest scrambled. I think yes, that's the easiest yes, way. Yes. But it, she's going to have a hard time cracking the egg. I guarantee you. Well, you know what? I have a hard time cracking eggs sometimes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Even I do. <laughs> and then in her confession, she's like, who's married to say that my diet is bad and my family doesn't eat well? And then she pulls out the world's largest soda. <laughs> you know what? Sugar-free. Hey, man, Lisa. Do you. You look fantastic. Yes. Get it, girl. And if you're eating fast food and you look that skinny, you're doing something right. Work it, work it, work it. Jack asks her about the girls' trip, and she's like, oh, it was awesome. I had a great time. <laughs> I know. It's like... Uh, Why don't you just say... I mean, your boys can see this on TV anytime they want. Why don't you just say, to be honest with you, well, it was not great. It's because she doesn't want to relive any of that while she's with her family and having fun. True. She sends the boys upstairs to read Henry's chapter books and fills John, John in on her, you know, the update with Meredith. Basically, Lisa is done being a punching bag. But she really doesn't talk about the trip. She only talks about her relationship with Meredith. Yeah. Next at Faith Temple Pentecostal Church, Mary comes in and it's like uh, Palm Sunday, where they practically have giant palm leaves praising her and waving them as she walks down the aisle. I'm waiting for somebody to like pull out a chicken and bite the head off to sacrifice it to her <laughs> or something. The congregation is very, very small. You know, first season it was much small. more. But it could be because it's the first time back from the pandemic. Or it could be that the whole congregation saw what a horrible person she was. I mean, that's what I kind of, I'm, you know, giving them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I was kind of shocked when Jen Shaw walked in. I didn't expect it at all. I was like, was she invited? She got I was waiting for it. Oh, yeah. She doesn't, She looks completely different from anyone else there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jen sent a Mother's Day text to everyone, and Mary responded personally and told her that the Lord and, and wanted her to invite her to church. Mm. And Jen's like, well, you know, people are talking. I'll go check it out. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the best way to do it. Check that stuff out firsthand. And then it turns out that the service is really just about how awesome Mary is. This is really for you, Mary. You are my perfect wife. God's love for his people reigns in you. God shines in all that you do. You are the perfect friend. You are a master of positivity. You are a perfect teacher. Through God's word, I've learned so much. You are a perfect dresser. You are the facsimile of God. It's a beauty that's beyond divine. Yeah, the congregation has written speeches about their devotion and love to Mary. Was this planned? Did Mary invite Jen to this because this was happening? Or is this a daily or or every Sunday type of thing? I didn't even consider that. (sighs) I mean, did you notice the guy who was standing behind Mary as she was sitting and fanning her? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And did you see how slow, like, at such a steady speed he was doing it? Because I bet he did it too fast one day, and she snapped (laughs) at him for messing up her hair. I bet you. I bet you. And then she said he was getting fat, you know? Just like that first season. <laughs> she I, said that to that guy. I just, I, I, was, I was dumbfounded by it. Now, uh, you know, a lot of churches do kind of idolize their pastor. You've been the best friend yes. I could ever imagine. 
And if this was, you know, and I have been to like my church back in the day, we did have like pastor appreciation services, but unless this was a designated pastor appreciation service, it's crazy. I have never heard of that. I've been to church a lot. I mean, I've... you know, like if the pastor has been there for years and years and years and years and years, sometimes they'll just take a Sunday to celebrate them. I do want to say something about a real person of religion. My first pastor, his name is Pastor Webb. He retired when I was young, but before he retired, he got me my very first bike. And then he would call me on my birthday for years and years to come after that. And he was retired. And he was just such a nice guy. And he would ask about the family and he would talk about me. And he was just an amazing human. Well, you know, a pastor is supposed to, you know, do their best to uh, take an interest in their parishioners' lives and making sure that their spiritual well-being, at the very mm -hmm. least, is taken care of. That, I think, is something that you take on when you decide to pastor a church. That... I mean, I've then been the choir director for a church before, and you have to do it even as the choir director. Like, it becomes uh, your life. Mm -hmm. Like an identity. Yeah, so, um, again... Maybe there was some sort of appreciation, but it seemed just simply <laughs> crazy. Oh, I didn't read this. On my notes, I wrote, while Mary's listening to being praised, there's a man behind her fanning her like she's Cleopatra or Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> <laughs> well, as tiny as she is, I guess we're going to have to stick with Cleopatra. Damn. <laughs> Back and we're at the end of this episode, we're at Meredith's house. She's with her, and I like to say, quote unquote, trainer, Jeff. There's no, uh, there's no evidence that they do anything actually physical. Yeah, and it's an electronic workout. No, I mean, we are not listening I mean. to techno while we're working out. <laughs> now they've got to strap these devices that send out electricity to stimulate the muscles while yeah. they lay there and drink wine. Whenever I go the to... The rich people's workouts. Yeah, when I go to physical therapy, they plug up my lower back and, and zap it away. It's awesome. I love it. I bet you my lower back is going to be really strong. I hope so. Maybe I'll have six-pack back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to see what that looks like. <laughs> but Meredith has invited Whitney over since everything ended so poorly in Zion. And Meredith feels like Whitney owes her an apology overall. Mm. Now, on the way, we find out that Whitney and Heather are coming. And again, suspicious Whitney is like, this is a cover up. I know, Whitney. Meredith feels so uh, bad about her behavior that she's doing this to cover it up. Whitney, put Blue's Clues away. I need to stop <laughs> with all this for a second. But how, what a great situation to like think you're going coming over for a workout to find out that you're going to lay there, drink wine, and just get zapped a little bit. Heather loves the machine. She's going to get one for BLNL. Absolutely. Once they get plugged up, Meredith does apologize right away for losing her cool. But Whitney's sitting there looking shocked and weirded out like this is happening. It's just over dramatic. Well, what I think it is, is that Whitney knows she has a lot to say. And Whitney is not ready to just blow over this. But she's getting zapped. She, um, I think they even said this was the next day or uh, very close. So she might not have even had a time to collect herself yet. Yeah. Um, and who knows okay. how much they drank on the way there. <laughs> oh my gosh, seriously. But Whitney does, you know, Meredith starts off pretty kind, but Whitney starts to explain herself. And I feel like, uh-oh, this is getting a little bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But Meredith is like, listen, I just felt like I was under attack. And she was. Yeah. She by was. By multiple people. But Heather's like, listen, Meredith, we really, you know, again, just like what Whitney said, everyone had a different story. Which makes it sound a little bit suspicious. So we just wanted you to clear it up. Mm -hmm. 
And Meredith's fine, like, it was Monday. Monday night she left and then went to Vail. So Lisa was wrong. Was Lisa intentionally wrong? I think probably not. I think Lisa just thought that when she called Meredith that Meredith was in a memorial service. Yeah, go be with your family and stuff. And she wasn't going to correct her. Because she probably was leaving with her family. That was the middle of the day. Yeah. She wasn't. She hadn't left yet. But, you know, these ladies feel like it might have been a calculated move. Mm. But again, I just think it was just a mistake. I haven't been, I haven't been a fan of the storyline um, since it started. Well, it's, it really has been drug out for way too long. Mm-hmm. It really has. But I hope... Well, no, we're not going to be over it. And they keep dragging you in with little more hits and tips, thinking you're like, well, maybe, you know? And I, I just... I'm exhausted. Well, next week is the finale. So after the finale and the reunion, maybe we won't have to talk about it anymore. Uh, I don't... Yeah, I, I... If we have to talk about it during the reunion in detail, I'm going to be upset. Well, I'm sure we will, because the reunion is nothing but a recap. But next week looks crazy. Jenny... Oh my Throw God. in the glass. Breaking people's ribs. Just kidding. She did not break anybody's ribs. Just Dewey's. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's go recuperate ourselves a little bit. Wipe off the sins I'm of exhausted. Salt Lake City. I am so exhausted. And take on the sins of New Jersey. New Jersey. Be right back. Bye. See you guys later. Hi, this is Jen Shaw from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and you're listening to The Real House Bears Podcast. Hello. We are back. Did you guys miss me while I was gone? We are back in the house of hypocrisy. House of hypocrisy, darling. <laughs> is that like when, uh, on Pose? Yeah, like um, are we, game Pose. Yes. We are the house of hypocrisy. We are the House of Bears. House of Hypocrisy Bears. <laughs> Man, we just bogeyed the hell out of we this. We just bogeyed. You better post that on our socials. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have thought to like really vote much better. But anyhow. Oh, I, I can't vote, so I did the don't, best I don't could. Don't say can't. Don't say can't. I didn't learn to it. Listen, if you can dream it, you can do it. I dream I can fly. Well, you know, within reason. <laughs> So, we start off New Jersey, where we left off at Teresa's party, where Margaret dropped the big bomb that Bill Aiden had an affair on Jennifer with the pharmaceutical rep, who she originally labeled as the office manager. Poor Jennifer. She's so caught off guard by her saying this that the only thing she could say back to her, back to uh, Margaret after she said that he cheated on her with the office manager she was like it was the pharmaceutical rep at least get the facts straight stupid (laughs) yeah well you know if you're gonna spread a rumor at least yeah you better at least get it right so jennifer is defending bill after all of these allegations you know it is awfully hypocritical for jennifer to go after margaret uh, last season or whatever it was about infidelity and jackie her well, husband. I, I kind of blame that on Teresa. But she called Frank to find out. Oh, we haven't gone to that yet. We okay. haven't gone to that. We don't know that yet. But I, I love Margaret's hair. Yeah, Margaret, I love that very large braid. It looks like it should be on like a horse's tail. She looks great. And looks I feel free. like her um, lower lift, lower face lift, has settled in very nicely. Did and great. she doesn't have quite the, as Danielle Staub would say, trout mouth that she used to say. <sighs> Who talks like that? 
So, you know, it is awfully hypocritical for Jennifer to go after Margaret, as I just was saying, but it also makes sense that Jennifer would be angry at all the women who, it would be angry at the women who participate in the affair. Like, I'm mad at Margaret for cheating with a married man because that happened to me. Mm -hmm. I've always had the social areola. And, you know, I, I have a lot of conflicting feelings about this because and I see it both Margaret's way and I see it Jennifer's way. With yeah. Margaret is like, well, you didn't, you gave me hell for being in, you know, an extramarital relationship with a married man when your husband was doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. I get that. Mm -hmm. But I also get Jennifer's hurt feelings as being the woman who's ha her husband cheated, mm -hmm. where you're like, I hate women who date married men. Yeah. How about you don't stick your dick in someone else? I get that. They're not the same. One does not equal the other, but I can see... But uh, again, what she's trying to say through this whole thing is if you live in a glass house, don't be throwing stones at other people. True. I mean, Especially that's true. about the same issue. It's true. It's really, really true. But, you know, Jennifer dealt, I'm sure, with a lot of hurt but when she found out that Bill cheated. Whereas, you know, Margaret obviously dealt with hurt from the choices that she made. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure she didn't feel great about what happened. Yeah. But let, let, uh, even in Salt Lake City, that's what happened with Whitney and Justin. And look, they're doing really good now. Like, that sucks that that happened, and I feel bad yeah. for his ex. But those things do happen. They do. They do happen. So, again, I'm really kind of... I'm not. I'm kind of on the fence between Jennifer and Margaret. I really see both I, sides. I think they both should be like, all right, we all said something bad. We all Let's suck. Move on. We yeah, all suck. Let's all move on we now. All Let's suck. start fresh from here. Do you want Hilda freeze over too? Well, Jennifer tells Teresa, she's like, listen, it was a long time ago. Uh, Teresa's like, what happened? She's like, it happened, you know, a long time ago. Dolores joins them. Margaret walks off and joins Tracy and then Jackie and Melissa. Melissa comes up. What's going on? What is going on? <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> is there a story going on that I don't know about? <laughs> is Am it about I... me? <laughs> <laughs> Does this give me more screen time? <laughs> Am I being self-absorbed this evening? So Margaret has known about Jennifer's affair for years, and we kind of knew about it, too. We just didn't realize that she was, I thought, you know... She knew, like, the deets. I thought, really, she was just making stuff up to make Jennifer feel bad. But the way Jennifer reacted, I was like, ooh, maybe there is something to that. Yeah. Everyone's got skeletons in their closet. Uh, and apparently everyone knows about it. Like, if you bring up Jennifer's name, according to Margaret, like, anyone in town is going to bring up that story. <sighs> Which I'm curious about, because Jennifer's like, I kept that under lock and key. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell my best friend. I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell anyone. Yeah, so that's I'm, hard. But I wonder if the uh, mistress has uh, spread, has let it out. I probably would have drowned in her. Have we seen anything about that? No, but how does everyone know if Jennifer's kept it under lock and key? Oh, that's true. How does she know? But, you know, back in 2019, again, when Jennifer had that huge reaction to what Margaret was saying, the first time I saw it back in 2019, I was like, oh, Margaret's just making up stuff to get Jennifer mad or mm -hmm. to defend herself. I really didn't realize that it had some fact to it. Margaret tells the ladies what that, you know, she called out Jennifer and that Jennifer copped to it. Mm-hmm. Jackie already knew about this because Margaret told her. And we do see a flashback of Jackie at the reunion bringing it up. <sighs> There's rumors about you two, so just be careful because karma's a bitch. So, again, these were all, like, little clues that we didn't catch up, pick up on. Yeah, because we just thought it was just a lot of just hearsay. 
But, you know, even though Jackie knew about it, and even though Jackie and Jennifer have been at odds kind of since the beginning, Jackie didn't go any further because she dealt with the situation with Evan. I really like Jackie in this episode. You know, Jackie is very well hated on the internet, but I think hopefully she's going to redeem herself a little bit. I think I like her this, uh, this episode. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dolores wants to know what happened between Jennifer and Margaret, and Jennifer's like, well, let's just say that Margaret wanted to sabotage a happy home. And Dolores, in my opinion, does not do such a good job of playing ignorant. I think I know what you're saying, because I'm a woman, right? Yeah. Happy home. <laughs> I mean, if everyone has heard this rumor before, then Dolores has heard this rumor yeah. before. She's like, well, I'm just going to assume as a woman that I know what you're that talking about. That I know what about. you're talking about, yeah. And I'm like, Dolores, you've been hearing this story just as many times as Margaret has. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even try that. Well, maybe she did hear it, but she didn't give it any... Any energy. Yeah, yeah. Well, here in the first half of the episode, which kind of matters later, Dolores really feels sorry for Jennifer. You know, to be honest with you, I feel sorry for Jennifer. Like, this is something that happened 10 years ago being brought back up. And again, she might have brought it on herself by terrorizing Margaret in the past. But again, she does say that Margaret actually did bring this up and was verbal about it. So that was her opinion about it. But, um, yeah, she didn't tell any of her kids or anything. Jennifer didn't tell any of her kids, so now she has to deal with this. And it was 10 years ago, and now she has to deal with it. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But as Margaret says later, her deal was 30 years ago, and Jennifer's talking about it. (sighs) So... They, Dolores and Jennifer and Teresa are like, this is not something that you say in the public place. Yeah. But how is this different from Teresa going around a public place and having these not-so-quiet conversations from table to table. Oh, we're going to come up to that later on in the episode. Because she even asked that question. (laughs) And I'm just like, Teresa. And, well, Teresa says it in this episode, and she said it on Watch What Happens Live, her excuse. And uh, we'll bring that back up. She just doesn't... She just lives in her fantasy world. She doesn't get it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. (laughs) Jennifer, bless her heart, she looks terribly uncomfortable both inside and out. Her face has not settled. Mm. And I forgot since last week how much it looks like she's wearing a mask, practically. I did read today, I mean, I knew that she got rid of her chin implant, but I did read today also that she she ended up not being happy with, that she does regret her nose job. I'm she, not a fan of it. Well, she said that it ended up settling really nicely, and in her confessionals, it, it, she looks nice. But it was the original. I kind of liked her big her bigger nose because it showed her heritage her heritage yeah 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 she's unrecognizable but i feel bad for her face i feel bad for her heart (laughs) oh no uh and despite you know what she's done to margaret now louis asked joe gorga if he wants to do a shot joe gorga is in the worst mood first of all he is so grumpy oh my god well here's what it is a new season has started, so clearly Joe Gordon is, Joe Gorga has started a new cycle of steroids. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah, I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Steroid rage is real. He's red. He's angry all pumped. the time. Pumped. Looking good. I mean, I mean that's great. <laughs> I mean, what if I got a fake penis? So Joe kind of reluctant. When does Joe Gorga ever reluctantly agree to do a shot? That's insane. Is it Louie? Is it because uh, Jennifer A? What is he mad about? I don't know. But he sends Bill to go get a drink. And while he's gone, he says that he loves that guy, but his wife runs his mouth too much. Runs her mouth too runs much. Runs her yes. mouth too much. And I was She might run his mouth too. And I was even thinking <laughs> at the same moment, Joe, you run your mouth a lot too. Yeah, he does. 
Now, when Bill gets up to the bar, Jennifer is visibly upset. And she wants to go home. She doesn't want to say goodbye to anybody. She goes home in a true Italian goodbye style. Uh, yeah, well, I, I call, I've heard it called an Irish goodbye. Oh, oh yeah, Irish. Irish goodbye. It's the same thing. I, they I both have as, eyes. Yeah, and I, I'm as, I'm, I might as well be Italian Irish because that's the way I live. Uh, no, I think Italian goodbyes were like, "Yo, f you, I'm out of here." <laughs> I called it the C U N word twenty times. Which I'm sure they've done that a lot of times. Well, as well. actually, I think um, Joe does it in, in a second, <laughs> right? Um, you know, Jennifer even feels bad that they got on this show and it came out and Bill now has to deal with it again. Yeah. You know, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But Bill's being very calm. Um, I went, I, you know, you mentioned earlier that Jennifer seems in shock about all of this, but I kind of wonder if they had an inkling that this could potentially come out. You know, there's all, I mean, in these housewives, there's always rumors going on. There's always texts going on. There's always scheming going on. Well, I, I think Bill's very level-headed in general. I haven't seen Bill lose his cool. We hope. On this, on this show. Um, that, you know, I haven't seen... He didn't even lose his cool when she threw up in his Lamborghini. True. Now, his very first season, he wasn't very likable, to be honest with you. Okay. He didn't see his first... He wasn't hateful. Um, but, but he, he was wasn't like better than all. other people or something? I, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't remember exactly why he was so largely disliked the first season. But he, I, I just think he doesn't have like a higher low. <laughs> could be. I think he's very be. medium. Now, Teresa thinks that Margaret is the villain here because Margaret is doing what Teresa did last year. And here's where Teresa gives her explanation. Margaret attacked me last year about saying a rumor at Jackie's party. She just did the same thing to Jennifer at my party. She's upset that it happened at her party. Well, Mostly. <laughs> well, the big difference between Teresa and Margaret, and why Teresa isn't such a bad person, is that Teresa just spread a rumor that could or could not have been true. But Margaret sped, spread real information that we knew was true. I felt at this scene, this particular moment, she was more upset that she did it at her party than the actual comment. Well, <laughs> Le Teresa... Because she did it at her last party. Yeah, well, Teresa does not see fault in herself at all. No. She still doesn't see fault in spreading that rumor about Evan. I need you to admit this is a lie! She still doesn't get it. No, she still uh, doesn't understand. So I thought, you know, but Teresa's going to be Teresa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but Teresa, as you know, she and Margaret have had a tumultuous relationship in the past little bit. She and Jennifer are really good friends. So Teresa is going to... Um, <laughs> make herself feel better about what she did and how it's not like Margaret. <laughs> uh, Teresa and Gia joined the men. T Gia is an adult now. And Gia is getting some backlash on social media because people do not like her playing with the adults. Oh, really? And talking back like the adults. Oh, I was proud of Gia in this episode. Well, first of all, Joe is sitting there and he brings up how he doesn't like nasty people. AKA people that spread rumors and bad things about people like Jennifer did saying that his whole family is crooks. Right. And that right when he said that, I was like, Ooh, Gia, get him, get him because he's spreading not rumors, but he's spreading hate about somebody's family, which is her father on social media and on a TV show. Um, so I was waiting, I was waiting for Gia to start up and she, she did. She did. Cause people say things that they shouldn't say. And and Joe later on says, you're muttering something over there that I heard. I was like, no, she said that loud and looked right at you when she said it. Oh, yeah. She looked right at it. Oh, yeah. 
But Joe's like, he looks to Louis. He's like, it doesn't feel good when people post negative things about you, does it? Mm-hmm. I was like, Joe, that was kind of hateful considering what Louis Gordon's right <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> but it was exactly the confirmation that Joe needed. Yeah. Because he knows that Louis is going through that right now. So Gia chimes in with, that's why people should keep their mouth shut in the first place, just like Dad didn't deserve it either. Yeah. And Joe knows she's talking about him. <sighs> and Joe, again, roided out. Angry. He's the godfather. He's the adult. So his word is golden. And Anything he, he says, and you can't even talk back to him. You're going to come at me disrespectfully because then I won't talk to you. I've, some people believe, even though Gia is 21 now, that you respect your elders. You don't talk back. You maybe talk about it with someone else, maybe deal with it on your own, but you don't talk back to your elders. And that's the way that they were brought up. You know, Joe and Teresa's dad, I'm sure, could be, you know, being traditional Italian, old school, could probably be as hateful as he wanted and be, get away with it. Well, Joe is is surrounded with, this is family. You got to stick with family. That's her dad. Of course she's going to stick up for him and she doesn't want somebody spreading hateful and harmful things yeah. about him. I'm I'm neither on Team Joe or Gia here. I'm on Team Gia. I'm not on either of them. But I was very proud of how Gia handled this. I'm proud of how she um, spoke. You know, I, I'm just really I'm I'm glad that she stood her ground and that she was the adult in this conversation. I, I'm not into it. I'm not into okay. it. I'm like if you want to if you want to hang with the adults, then be an adult. And, and, you know, you're going to have to deal with it all. Become a cast member for that. You know, well, everyone Joe just said, I don't like people that are talking bad about family or tearing down family. That's what he is doing. about. So it was oh, no, 100%, 100%. But again, I just don't like, you know, if Gia wants to become a cast member and be, you know, with the grownups, then by all means. But if you're going to still be like, you know, when Brooks gets involved in drama, everyone hates Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and when any an adult cast member goes after anyone's child, everyone hates that adult cast member. And never bring up kids in an argument. So now the lines are getting blurred. Yeah. Gia is an adult. Well, she's also protecting her sisters, her younger sisters yeah. too. So it's just, it's so um, rough, but Joe needs to say, Okay. No, I'm Joe's not completely say wrong. Anything else about yeah, your father? No, I was... see, but you need to understand where I'm coming from, yeah, and that's no. where I came from, and I still love you. Joe is completely wrong. Oh, yeah. Joe is completely wrong. I'm not defending anything about Joe. I just don't like Gia joining in on the conversation. She I has don't like been kind Gia of... um, inserting herself. I don't like her joining the adults and becoming one of the adults. Yeah, I noticed and in one I... of the earlier episodes, like in the other episode, she was kind of bitchy about stuff. Yeah, I and like, I just wow. generally don't like Gia's attitude. I think she is very. She is very bent out of shape yeah i I don't i don't care for gia (laughs) as a person she's gorgeous i mean she's so pretty but but that attitude will make that that gorgeousness fade absolutely just saying so again um joe isn't listening to gia at all don't you ever talk i would never let any of my daughters talk to my aunt or uncle like that and then we just come into a complete cycle of Gia talking to Joe, and then they separate. And then they get back together and talk some more, and Joe isn't listening. And then Gia's not listening, so they separate. And then they get back together, and I think by the third time, they're able to hug it out. Well, I think Gia understood where 
she's obviously knows that her father did bad things, but to say that he killed her grandmother, that's hard. No, he believes it. He believes that their parents died because Teresa was sent to prison. I know, but that's hard. And that's rough. And if you care about me, please don't say that about my dad. No, I agree. Joe should not. Because that makes me feel horrible, you know? If I was Gia. (laughs) Joe should not talk about Joe Judice in front of Joe's kids. Especially because I have four daughters. Or on social media. Or, or post about it. Yeah. But to be well, listen, he's being filmed. His, his reality is that he has dealt with Joe Judice for 20 years. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of hate and resentment towards Joe Judice because of what he did to his sister and his family. So he's going to talk about it. We can't get away yeah. with that. This is this is a show about I just feel like his family's life. Yeah. Um, but uh, the cutback to Joe having hair. Oh, shocking. <laughs> that shocked the hell out of me. Well, I'm glad that they finally hug it out. Um, I'm glad that Gia is actually, at the end, Gia is being the adult, which again, I'm feeling that's what I was, I'm conflicted about. I'm conflicted about about it. it. Well, here's my deal. You know, everyone thought that Vicky Gunvalson's daughter, Brianna, would be the first, like, housewife daughter to become an actual housewife. New Jersey is all about family. Yeah, well, Gia needs to go to college. Yeah, but New Jersey isn't going anywhere soon. Their premiere ratings were out the roof. Oh, really? Jersey isn't going anywhere. Gia has three more years of college. Uh, Mark my words. You see, you heard it here first. Well, I don't want. I don't want. Gia Judice will be the first housewife's daughter to become a housewife. No thanks. Because Jersey is all about family. They're very different from all of the other franchises. Well, it's not gonna be good. Let me tell you. So, excuse me. All right, well, the party is over, thank God. Let's now move over to a child's party, Olivia's pool party. Oh, by the way, Louie needs to stop tanning or being in the sun. Did you see how, like, orange-red he was? I think it's spray tan. I think it's real tan. I think it's liquor. I think it's nerves and probably a little bit of testosterone. Because I was looking at everybody else next to him, and I was like, whoa, you are on a different planet. Yeah, I mean, I said that last episode, first episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer's pool and slides in her backyard are incredible. I mean, in addition to like the rentals, they have a nice built-in slides that go to the pool. It's like a a water park. It literally is like a water park. It's nice, but Jennifer is a mess. She's having a hard time. Last night was rough. Bill can't even Bill's leave the bedroom. Yeah, Bill's embarrassed. I felt he probably s- hates having to relive this stuff because he it's his fault. And I hated that Jennifer had to host this whole party by herself because she's going through this as much or more so than he is. Yeah, I think Bill should have uh, went down there and they should have been a team. Yeah, I, I, I felt really bad for Jennifer in this episode. Again, she might have brought some of this upon herself, and I get that. But it's still, it's 10 years past. This has been rough. It's It still this sucks been... to come up, but yeah. Um, yeah. Teresa shows up to the party and they go inside, and Jennifer's just son, Justin, is such a gentleman. <laughs> he, like, offers them some water, delivers the grapes or what have you, um, and then Dolores shows up, and Dolores immediately gives Jennifer kudos for handling herself. Mm-hmm. Dolores like, good good on you. you. You managed well, despite what was going on. So Jennifer fills the ladies in. It was 10 years ago. She was nine months pregnant. She literally had Christian the day after she found out. Oh, man. She saw a credit card receipt for bottle service at a bar. Rough. And then she found Tex. And that's when, she, that's when it happened. But you know, having a baby kind of saved their marriage. Yeah. They were able to focus on it, uh, kind of put it behind them. And I don't want to be um, 
mean or anything, but I don't know if Jennifer would have left the money. Whoever says money can't buy happiness clearly doesn't have my credit limit. I mean, that's popular, whether, possibly true. Whether kids or not. That's quite possibly true. The ice cream truck shows up to the party. How awesome is that? I want an ice cream truck. Uh, you know what? My 50th birthday is coming up this year. I want food trucks. I want an ice cream truck. You don't even know what you want to do for your birthday this year yet. Where is, where is this going to happen? Are we just going to go to a park? Maybe out in the parking lot in the front. I don't know. Deal. That saves me I a mean, lot of money. It's my birthday, so you can figure all that out. <laughs> Well, I will rent the parking lot out front of our house and bring ice cream trucks, which will just be a wheelbarrow. I mean, I want like a taco truck, a, an ice cream truck, maybe, you know, food trucks. Well, why don't we just go to the food truck on Tuesday? The food truck place on because Tuesday. Because it's not in honor of my birthday. Well, you could wear a shirt that says it's my birthday. <laughs> if this doesn't get done, there'll be no birthday sex, I'll tell you that much. Jackie is having a going away party for her kids who are going away for sleepaway camp. This scene was unnecessary. It was cute. I needed to see Jackie's high school pictures. Holy crap, she is unrecognizable. Oh yeah, I mean, she used to be a plus size girl and she had a f eating disorder. She looks, she a whole new person. <laughs> yeah, and not to mention hair and style. Oh, and everything. And all that good stuff. <laughs> Again, this is a really cute little family scene, get to know your housewives and their family, but fluff. Fluff, 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 fluff. Margaret is at a home decor store. Dolores joins her. I love Dolores' little white shirt dress. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, uh, she even Margaret mentioned it. She looked really cute. Um, Dolores needs a lot of stuff. That's what I wrote too. I was like, man, she shows up and already she needs a lot of stuff. Including her house being finished. I mean, railings on the <laughs> stairs might help. <laughs> I will take care of everything. Please don't ride me. I will get it done. It's funny that the ladies are having troubles getting furniture because we heard about that too when we went to go get our couch that everybody during quarantine ran out and remodeled their home so there is nothing left out there right now yeah. so when she wrote that i was like when she said that she was having trouble getting even just floor models buying floor models um i was like oh yeah that the struggle's real yeah yeah <laughs> So Dolores doesn't think it was right about what Margaret did, but Margaret insists that Jennifer pushed to the nth degree. Now, what I want to know is, what did Jennifer do at Teresa's party that pushed Margaret? What happened at Teresa's uh, party? Margaret was just had a vendetta. Well, Margaret keeps making it sound like Jennifer at that party just kept pushing and pushing. I was like, I don't recall any of that happening. Um, she was just trying to explain her reasoning for doing it. And it's not what it, Margaret wants to hear. I understand what Jennifer did previously to deserve this. I don't understand what she did at Teresa's party. No, it was party. just, they, they just got into the conversation about it and why she was mad at her, why they were mad at each other. And Jennifer kept defending what she was saying. That's what, that's what climaxed it. Doesn't take a lot, baby. While Dolores and Margaret are looking for home decor, Jackie meets Jennifer at her home. Because, you know, Jackie and Jennifer made up at the party. Plus, Jackie and Evan went through something similar last year. So, Jackie really feels like she can relate to Jennifer right now. I felt bad. Especially as a mom. That's the hard part. I did find out that their daughter, Olivia, found out about it on, like, TikTok or something like that. Oh, no. Yeah, I read about that. Ugh, and that's rough. Sucks. That's really rough. That sucks. So Margaret lists all of the things that Jennifer has done. She's attacked her for having an affair. She insulted her mother. 
She tried to drag her dear friend Jackie through the mud. She called Frank. This is new. She called Frank to dig in and get more information about Evan. And she also called some mutual friends to try to get more information about Evan. Mm-hmm. Margaret's dear friend's husband. Jackie doesn't really think, you know, we're kind of flipping back and forth between Margaret and Dolores and Jackie and Jennifer. Jackie's like, um, to be honest with you, Jennifer, I don't think that Margaret did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. But I understand the point that you're going through. Yeah. But yeah, so Jackie's not going to let her kind of fluff over this. Yeah, she's like, you've tried a thousand times to do the same thing to Margaret that Margaret did to you. Yeah, it's so, just karma. It's very, it is very much tit for tat. But Jennifer doesn't agree. She doesn't think it's tit for tat. And she's Teresa like, obviously doesn't she's agree. She's like, well, either. Teresa and Dolores think that it was wrong. Well, not for long. <laughs> no, once not they find out the long. deeds. Because now that Dolores has heard everything that Jennifer has done, oh, especially calling it. Frank and calling friends, she doesn't feel so bad for Jennifer anymore. She's like, well, I guess she's getting what she deserves. She's all that all adds up and someone's got to pay for it. Oh, when you have all that in your closet, don't go after somebody. And also Margaret was put into a corner and it took her this long to actually bring this up. Yeah. So um, it's not like she just said it right away first yeah. thing. She has hinted at it over time, but it finally just. Yeah. So bubbled. stop, Jennifer. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Dolores is having a party at her townhouse and she wants everyone to at least coexist. She wants to invite everybody. Margaret's like, I, I can coexist. And they're like, I don't know if Jennifer can. No, Jennifer's like, you're my friend too. And I'm going to be there because I'm a good friend. Right. And then we wrap up the scene back with Jennifer and Jackie, where Jackie's like, I promise to be there with you as a mom. <laughs> Not maybe as a friend. That's still up for debate. Yeah. We've had a hard past. Yeah. But as a mom, I'm here for you. Jackie's not easy. Dolores' townhouse is beautiful. It's so cute. A lot of levels, a lot of stairs. Too much. Wore me out just looking at it. That food spread, holy cow. You like a sausage every now and again. I was. I thought they were getting ready for a big dinner or, or lunch. I thought there would be forty people there. Yeah, but, <laughs> it was gorgeous. Uh, Margaret shows up first, and they recap Jackie meeting with Jennifer. Tracy shows up next, and then Jackie finally shows up with a housewarming gift from her and Margaret. Hmm. Melissa Gorga comes in. And she thinks that Dolores is like living the ultimate life. She's got like a bachelorette pad. Um, she's got her other home. She's got David's house. I mean, she's like, I want to grow up to be like you. Right. <laughs> um, Dolores' friend Caroline comes in. I wonder if she's a friend of, because we've seen her in both episodes a little bit. A little bit. I did notice her at Teresa's party. She, she looks really hot at Teresa's party. That's why I noticed her. Um, but Dolores loves her townhouse. She's not really interested in moving back into her home. And she hasn't even seen David much. Where's David when we need him? Uh-uh. <laughs> But when when somebody brings up about um, Louis's video, Louis really needs to talk about this oh. and explain it because Dolores thinks they all get together and jerk off around each other to bond. Hot meat coming through. I'm like, where? And did you see Melissa's face? She's like, where did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, um, I hear that Louis has to defend himself a lot this season. No, Louis's going to get a good amount of screen time, from what I understand. <sighs> Well, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Louis' retreat. We hadn't quite gotten there yet, but yes. Well, M Margaret Googled the men's retreat, and supposedly they break you down and beat you up so you don't have hostile behavior towards women. That's a fact, actually, Google it. I'm like, if you have hostile, like, 
feelings towards women, you might need to like get therapy. Yeah. Maybe not go around a bunch of hot headed muscle guys <laughs> that have the same issues you do. And instead of taking it out on their wives, they take it out on you. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of concerned for Margaret because she, she covered a lot of ground at Teresa's party. She told, <laughs> she told Teresa that Louis needs to address the video. She brought up Bill Ains. Like Margaret really did her work. But you know what? That's Margaret's job on this show. Just kind of like Whitney's job is turning mm-hmm. up in Salt Lake City. Margaret's job is to, I guess, bring out skeletons out of your closet. That's not what true friends do. That's what I'm going to say. Jennifer Aiden finally arrives. And um, Jackie and Margaret are really already kind of worried about it. But Jackie's like, listen, Margaret, my loyalty is to you. But I understand what Jennifer's going through. And you could see Jennifer's full of nerves and overwhelmed. And Margaret kind of seems ready to be kind. Yeah. Well, she's like, if she wants to talk, I'll talk. I don't care. But Jennifer can't even handle seeing Margaret. She she can't even enter the room. She's devastated. She's insecure. So overwhelmed. And now Dolores is surprisingly not compassionate. She's not having any of her shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, Jennifer stirred some stuff up and she should just buck up. Yeah, it's true. So Margaret, Margaret kind of goes to calm Jennifer down, but immediately just like, Jennifer... What's wrong? Why are you upset? Why are you crying? You've been hypocritical. Why are you upset? <laughs> you know you've done the same thing. I'm just like, well, that, no, 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 that's not going to calm her down. I mean, she just kind of dove into how all of this is Jennifer's fault. So everything that she told Margaret is brought up. It seems that Frank brought it up. Jennifer was already on the phone with Frank, so she asked him about Evan out of curiosity. Curiosity. No one's buying that. No. no. And curiosity. Feels, I don't buy it either. I don't buy it I either. I don't buy it either. You think I want to get involved? But that sets Jackie off that Evan has been brought back up. She's like, y'all, man, I'm not doing another season of this. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, Jennifer and Jackie almost Are, had a friendship. No longer friends. <laughs> but I think, I think they're going to be okay for at least for a little while. Mm-hmm. Now, Jennifer claims, again, I wasn't trying to dig anything up. I was just trying to be curious. Um, I looked into Evan uh, when my husband was doing stuff or something. I don't even remember. Some lame, some lame excuse. But it's human nature to be curious. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Again, you don't comment on other people's marriage when there's stuff in your marital marriage, past. Yes. Jennifer's like, it was 10 years ago. Margaret's like, it was 30 years ago for me. <laughs> what about the kids? This, is, this, is, this shocked me and made me laugh at the same time. What about the kids? And Margaret's like, other oh, kids, they're resilient. You'll take them to therapy. They'll be fine. <laughs> It's true, though. <laughs> Kids are resilient. I know, but as a parent, you want to protect them from as much pain as you can. Yeah, but there's no stopping this. And you don't want them to potentially never see their father the same way again. That's true. Well, you need to nip it in the butt before social media does. Mm, good luck with that. <laughs> but being on when Jennifer show. starts crying and Dolores is like, stop crying. Jennifer, stop crying. And Jennifer thinks that it's her saying that she's weak because of it. I'm like, no, I think she's saying it because you're trying to get sympathy. Everyone kind of goes after Jennifer. They all, But out of nowhere, they all decide to just drop it and go get food. Don't eat the pineapple. Save that for Teresa. Right. I, I, I wish the Salt Lake City ladies could do that. No. <laughs> My gosh, could you imagine? Well, I'm sure we won't hear the end of that. Then Teresa finally shows up at the very end. Dolores fills her in that Jennifer was crying. Dolores is currently Team Margaret, but Teresa's definitely Team Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And then Jackie's kind of caught in the middle. Um, she's happy to be friends with Teresa again. She's always been friends with Margaret. She's working on a friendship with Jennifer. It's all just a lot going on. 
And then again, Teresa deflects what she did last year and asks Margaret about her actions. But Margaret's still not backing down. I love it that Jackie, like, right away, she's like, she's like, well, what's the difference of me telling people and you telling people? And Jackie's like, you told everybody at the party but me. Hmm. <laughs> I was like, that, and it also was a rumor that yeah. you were spreading. <laughs> you will never be able to convince Teresa. There's no when way. When she makes up her mind, it's done. Teresa's mind works in mysterious ways. And they start to almost, Jackie and Teresa start to almost tit for tat. And Jackie's like, uh, no, no, uh -uh. no, no. I'm walking over there. I'm going to cleanse your chakra. <laughs> and we're going to hug it out because I'm not doing this with you, Teresa. <laughs> yeah, you cannot convince Teresa about anything at all. It goes through like the little cogs and the cobwebs and the hair extensions. And then it comes out in like a f***ed up way. So Jennifer leaves again. Bless her heart. She's left both episodes. I just want to leave. So I'm removing myself from the situation. Just leaving early and ashamed and sad and just... She's worried about her face. She's worried about her family. She's <laughs> worried about her reputation. She's worried about everything. But you know, everyone except for Teresa thinks that Jennifer is just experiencing karma. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's true, though. I mean, if you're going to be like a bulldog and try to find this stuff out, that's that's not just finding something out and saying something you're digging. That's well, vicious. I'm just going to pull a Meredith and, and a Jennifer, and I'm going to disengage. <laughs> I'm not engaging in this. You know? I mean, I, I don't know what else you're to do at this point. Well, it seems like our listeners have slightly disengaged this week. We don't have any new iTunes podcast reviews. I'm not going to curse anybody out right now <laughs> because I know we're doing two full-size episodes and you can't edit all that. So as soon as we're done with two episodes, everyone's going to get it because I want <laughs> but no, you don't Apple have to. reviews. You don't have to because Nara, N-A-R-A, -A, <gasps> they left us a review on an app called Podchaser. Welcome to the family, baby. Welcome to the Family. Oh my gosh, we didn't even hear about this. No, I, I had to do a Google search on us for something. I was talking to somebody about something and I did a Google search showing them how to get an RSS feed for our podcast. <laughs> and the, this came up. I was like, oh, look, who knew? Well, that's another thing to add to the list. So if you're listening on Podchaser <laughs> or Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and a cute little review. But Apple Podcasts is where we can really get more notify, uh, more notability. Thank you. And uh, maybe some sponsorship. Yes. In the meantime, please make sure to follow us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. We are The Real House Bears. On Twitter, we are Real House Bears, and you can email us at therealhousebears at gmail.com. You could also find us on YouTube at The Real House Bears Podcast, and of course, wherever you're listening to your podcast on whatever thing, if you could give us a rating or a review, please leave one. Thank you all so much for another great week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. All right, it is on. And a sound check, sound, 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 sounding, sound, sound. We don't talk about trees, uh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> but it was my wedding day. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, maybe it's like, oh. <laughs>